even deeper. But I don't even have her stack of books that she's reading also. <laughs> and uh, then we're also going through Kenneth Cox. And then um, the book that we're handing out is by Beth Moore. And she has videos that go along with hers. And then Sandy on the off weeks, because we got to get it all in, so it takes time. She has brought us uh, movies. Uh, let's see. They have been Ivor. Ivor Myers. Is I'm saying that right? And um, Stephen Bohr. Help me out, ladies. Who else? James Rafferty. I, he's a little on the edge. We have to watch some of his material. But, you know, we're letting it in still. But uh, so we're, we're putting in lots of information, and we're studying and seeing what that what that looks like, and and it's been really exciting for me and for all of us. I think I can say. So we're gonna just dive in on day one there. Okay, so some of these ladies, I had to twist their arms a little bit to get them up here. And so I want to make positive. Do you all have a lesson in your hands? Does anybody not have a lesson in your hand? Okay, and do you have a pen? Do you need a pen? Anybody need a pen? Oh, you guys, are you, are you, you, you all have everything you need? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through a sample of what we do in our Bible study. And this particular day, it's day one in our lesson for last week, particularly good lesson, it's on the mercy seat. And then Brenda's going to get started, but we're just going to keep moving through it quickly, and you'll be answering and filling out yours just like you were doing it at home, and you were part of our Bible study. Okay? So you should be really excited about this. Okay. All right, Brenda, 35. Well, I'm one of the ones that she really had to pull my arm to get me up here. (laughs) But, um, okay, so we're going to start with day one. And the mercy seat. Begin today's study by reading today's treasure and praying that God will speak to you through his word. So over on the right side is who would like to read today's treasure? Anyone? Raquel. It's the one on all of us, that one? Yes. All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Isaiah 64, 6. Okay. And then it says, in, in week eight, eight, we studied the veil that separated the holy of ho- holies from the holy place, the divine dimensions of the innermost room and the golden cherubim that grace the ends of the mercy seat. Today we will focus specifically on the mercy seat on which the cherubim gazed. Okay, and the first it says, Refresh your memory by reading Exodus 25, 17. Does anyone want to read that? Do everyone have their Bibles? Okay, yes? So, of what material was the mercy seat made? Gold. And earlier in one of our um, weeks, we learned that gold represents purity and um, rarity, purity, and God's deity. And they say that heaven is going to be 
full of gold. <laughs> okay, then the next, it says, how significant was the atonement cover on the Ark of the Covenant? What does each of the following scriptures tell you about it? Does anyone want to read Leviticus 16 too? Leviticus 16.2, And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat which is upon the ark, that he die not, for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Okay, so how significant was the atonement cover on the ark of the covenant according to that scripture? Anyone? Life and death. Yes. Very good. And that um, that's where God is. That's where he'll meet with us. Um, okay, does anyone want to read Numbers 789? George? Now when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat. And that was on the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubims. Thus he spoke to him. So how significant was it in that scripture? What was the significance of the cover? Mm-hmm. That's where the Lord would meet with them. And... Um, I used to just think of the mercy seat as like like an example or a replica of God's throne in heaven here on earth. And I always thought of Christ being seated on the mercy seat. But I never really thought about it the way this Bible studies made me think of it. It's um he Christ is the mercy seat. And Aren't you glad that we don't have to wait till once a year and have our priest go in <laughs> to make atonement for us? That we have the great privilege to go in as many times a day as we want through Christ in prayer at the altar of incense. We lift up our prayers to him. And it's like I think of a seat where you rest. And it's like that's what we're supposed to do. We get to rest in Jesus. We get to talk to him and we get to rest in him. And it's what a privilege it is. And Sherry can take it from here. The mercy seat was the focal point of God's manifested glory to his people. The Hebrew word for mercy seat is kaporth, which means lid or cover of the, of the sacred ark. The Hebrew word kafer is a derivative of that word, meaning to cover the sins, to reconcile, to pardon, to conceal, or to make atonement. It, I counted 69 instances in the Old Testament in which kafer is translated atonement. Perhaps this term is familiar to you. Its Anglo-Saxon roots lend us the meaning of the word to make at one, to reconcile. Somehow here on the mercy seat, God would express the ministry of reconciliation. Let scripture teach scripture as we turn to the New Testament interpretation of the mercy seat. 
before we go there, the other handout that you have with the stuff from the study is something I made up. It says atonement across the top. Um, I very rarely leave my notebook very nicely. I'm drawing stuff all over to try to illustrate to me what, what I'm studying. And when I saw this atonement down there, I took my colored pens and I did what I did on your paper. I wrote at one month and I put the colors of the, of the veils within the tabernacle. And if there's anything that impresses me about the sanctuary is how everything reflect, reflected the glory of God and what he's trying to do for us. That's why I've always been intrigued with the sanctuary. But <clears throat> when you think about the, 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 the red and the blue blending together and becoming purple and the royalty of heaven touching, coming down and touching us, a worthless material, and making us refine gold so that we can dwell with Christ. The next scripture we have is Hebrews 9, 1 to 5. You can find that in your Bibles. Hebrews 9, 1 to 5. Anybody that take on the whole thing and read me all five verses? As soon as you find it, somebody that will read all five verses. Thank you, Jeff. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick, and the table, and the, sh- and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold. Wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the table of the covenant, and over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Okay, so keep your Bible open because it says, um, look carefully at the term mercy seat in verse 5. The Greek word used in Hebrews 9, 5 for mercy seat is hilasterion. Now, if you look back in verse 5, what's the, what's the, um, Hebrews 9, verse 5? What is the um, word, the Greek word? Look carefully at the term mercy seat, mercy five. What is the word that refers to, that they're referring to there for mercy seat? I'm confusing here. Let me read this. And above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Okay, now Romans 3, 23 to 23. 23 through 26, please. Romans 3, 23 to 26. Thank you. 
Depending on which version you are using, note either the word propitiation or the word sacrifice of atonement. I've always had a hard time understanding the word propitiation, and where she's going with this is, is very helpful. You are looking at the English translation of exactly the same Greek word, helesterion, that is translated mercy seat in Hebrews 9.5, the verse we just read. In other words, the Greek text would read like this. God presented Jesus Christ as a mercy seat through faith in his blood. Did you catch that? I want to read that one more time. God presented Jesus Christ as a mercy seat through faith in his blood. I'm very visual, so this really helped me with getting a picture. And the whole purpose of the tabernacle is to have a picture of how God can save us. Jesus Christ is the helesterian. He is the mercy seat. He is the manifestation of God's glory. He is the location of reconciliation. He is the minister of reconciliation. He is the at one month. Remember mom's page, at one month? Only through his death could the prayer be answered that they also may be one in us. Let's look up John 17, 21, because it's a particularly nice verse. I want you to hear it. John 17, 21. Who can read this one for me? When you get to it, maybe raise your hand. John 17, 21. Anybody ready to read that one for me? That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Isn't that beautiful? That God wants us to be one with him? I mean, that's just that's an unbelievable thought, isn't it? Okay, um, so now whenever you see propitiation, you want to say mercy seat. And it will help you understand that if you picture Jesus' mercy seat or his throne. Another use of the same Greek word is found in 1 John 4.10. So let's turn to 1 John. Well, let's wait a minute. It's down here. It's going to have to go further. You'll probably remember that we have looked at this verse before, but let's consider it again in the context of today's lesson. Okay, now look up 1 John 4.10. find it here. First John's is so small it's kind of tough to get to. You finding it? 4.10. Here we go. I'm going to read this one. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So how do we read that now? In this is love, Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the what? The mercy seat for our sins. God sent his son to be the mercy seat for our sins. What was our condition when Jesus Christ became the mercy seat? The place of atonement? The bridge between Father God and humans? What was our place? We were in sins, right? Okay, Julie's going to take it from here. Oops. 
All righty. We really like these studies a lot. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, so mine says, um, carefully read Romans 5, 1 through 2 and verse 8. Does anybody have that? Or could anybody turn to that for me? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And verse 8, that God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I love that Sandy gave me this verse on Valentine's week. I just thought, love, 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 man, that's good. Uh, and I like to do something, um, I don't do it with all the verses, but the ones that I have time, I like to go through and then rewrite it, personalize it for myself. So I'm going to rewrite it personalized for me, and feel free to put your own name in there. Therefore, I am being justified by faith. I have peace with God through Jesus, through who also I have access by faith into his grace in which we together stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, heaven eternal. But God demonstrates, he shows me his own love for me and you, in that while we here at Fall Creek Church were still sinners, Christ died for me and you. He did not leave anyone out, not even me. Now, and if you go down then, it says, okay, so according to verse 1, what condition did our mercy seat, Jesus Christ, extend to us on the cross? Ladder. Peace. Peace. That's right. And I marked my little answer, but I'll tell you, it bugged me in my heart. And I shared this with the ladies because I don't always feel peace. Why don't I feel peace? So let's keep going. According to verse 2, what have we gained by faith? What? Grace. Access. Yes. Next one, according to verse 8, what was our condition as God worked his ministry of reconciliation through the death of his son? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so as I pondered that whole feeling of feeling why don't i feel peace it's my feeling that's my humanity and as i realized ah peace is through focusing on a verse just like this that's how i keep it Good afternoon. What I'm reading so touched me because I think that sometimes people that surround me have so much guilt about their sins that perhaps they feel like they can never attain forgiveness. And I just love this, so I'll read it to you. 
In the depths of our depravity, Christ died for us. He did not wait for persons to get as close as possible through obedience to the law and righteous living. Never once did he proclaim to his father, close enough. This one made it. In the breadth of our and depth of our separation from God, Christ died for us. He died for people who yelled, crucify him. He died for those who ripped his flesh with whips. He died for those who slapped him and spit on him, for those who mocked him, embedding a crown of thorns in his brow. He died for those who humiliated him by stripping away his garments. He died for the soldier who pounded the nails into his flesh. He died for the one who gave him vinegar to drink. He died for the eleven who ran for their lives. In the, mo- in the moment in all of history when humanity could not have been further from God, Christ died for us. Judy. Christ died not just for the depths of that generation's depravity. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. John 17, 20. He who knew all things died in advance for the most depraved deed I, could ever, I would ever commit. Although I was not present in that crowd that dreadful day, my sins most assuredly were. So horrendous were the sins that hung on Christ that day. His father was forced to look away. His holiness had to forsake his own son so that through his sacrifice Christ could intercede on our behalf. Jesus experienced the excruciating pain of being forsaken by God so that we might not have to. And because he did, we have peace with God. And as I read that, I thought, and I was reading it again to George last night, and I was thinking, I don't believe that God forsake Jesus on the cross. I believe that his sin, the sins that he was carrying of ours made Jesus feel like God had forsaken him, and that's why God cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And it made me look a little farther, and in the Desire of Ages, it says God and the angels were right there at the cross with Jesus as he was hanging and going through this, hanging on the cross and going through this. And it made me realize in my own heart that when I sin and I feel like God isn't there, God is right here with me. Um, And that's what the mercy seat is about. It's about God being right here with us, going through that with us, and yet, and then hopefully turning us around that we can see God again. But it's our sins that separate us from God. It's our sins that make it so that we can't see God, but that God is right there with us. And that is so encouraging to me to know that he will never, ever let us go. That it's us that takes our hand away from him, but he will never let us go. That he doesn't forsake us, but that we forsake him. At this 
moment, I must ask God to halt the whirlwind of memories that swirl in my mind, the depths of my own depravity that hung on the cross that day. I am tempted to wonder, if I had only understood the penalty of my sin, would I have attempted to be much better? You see, I do not have a testimony like the ones many believers have. I cannot tell of my depravity before my salvation experience and of its falling behind me the moment I was saved. I was a small child when I trusted Christ as Savior. Every sin I can remember committing occurred after I was saved, even through his Holy Spirit lived inside me. Like my mother Eve, I partook of the forbidden fruit in spite of all the Holy Spirit's power God could breathe to stop me. Sadly, humanity would have been no better if it had depended on Adam and Beth. A time surely comes in the innermost places of our hearts when we secretly wonder, could I have been good enough for Christ to avoid the cross? If I could do it all again, knowing all I know now, could I live an unstained life? So does someone want to read Isaiah 40, or 64, verses 6 again? So what does that say about our righteousness? What is it comparing to? A filthy rag. Um, So even at our best, our salvation rests only on God's great mercy. It rests between two cherubim on a golden throne called the mercy seat. And Julie, the other Julie, will um, do an activity with us. Four one, Ephesians two four and five, Titus three five, and we have the list there describing, um, giving a synopsis of each verse, and we want to match it. We want to remind ourselves um, what God's mercy looks like. So we have Micah seven eight. Sorry, 18. Who would like to read that? 718? James. Who is like unto God? Who is like unto God? Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retains not his anger forever because he delights in mercy. So out of that list, um, what do you think best describes that verse? God delights in mercy. Awesome. All right. The next one is Luke one fifty. I can read it. Um, Luke, Luke oh, one. Luke one fifty. Go ahead. 
Yes, please. please Luke 150. Uh, and his mercy is on those who fear him. Um, and that best fits with the description of E. Very good. Second Corinthians four one. Does anyone have that one? Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. And that matches with A. That one's my favorite. I love that one. Um, the next one, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. Thank you, Jeff. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And that one matches with be rich. Just like dark chocolate. Very rich. <laughs> Titus 3.5. Does anyone have Titus 3.5? Over there? Go ahead. Not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that goes with the last one. Karen Wheeler will close us out. I have two verses, um, Psalms 89.1. I'd like to read it from the King James Version. No wonder the psalmist cried out, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I also have the Christian Standard Bible, and I'm going to read Psalms 89.1 from there. I will sing about the Lord's faithful love forever. I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations with my mouth. There's just a slight difference between the two. I have another um, one, Psalms 118.1 from the New King James Version. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Now from the Christian Standard Bible, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Ask God to refresh your mind regarding the great mercy he has shown you. Then sing with the psalmist all day long, because his love endures forever. And now I would like to invite Sandy up for a special presentation. I just have to say this is the quiet you ever see this bunch of ladies. They're, they're a lot more lively when they're, all, they're not up in front. <laughs> okay, so at this time, we want to close out with a special, um, a special little uh, activity.
And uh, if do you have the do you have the ribbon, Mom? And do you have the cards with that? Okay, so we're getting the cards and the ribbon. We're going to give you some cards and ribbon. And the ladies are each going to get five roses, and we're going to give you each a rose. When you get your card, I'd like you to write on it 1 John 4.10. It says, In this is love, that God sent his Son to be the mercy seat for our sins. If you personalize that, you can say, In this is love, that God sent his Son to be the mercy seat for my sins. If you want to write that on that little card that they're going to give you here in just a second. Don't worry, when you have this many ladies on a project, it happens pretty fast. So did that improve your your understanding of the mercy seat? It's pretty cool to think that God put that picture of the tabernacle there because he knew that we were going to be in a pretty tough situation here and the only way out was if we could understand that he was coming to save us. And the message of that mercy seat is the heart of him saving us. So take your 1 John 4.10. When you get your little paper, take your pen and write on it, in this is love. And I just put a heart. In this is love. That God sent his son to be the mercy seat for my sins. I thought it was pretty cool, too, that we were able to get red and white roses. Isn't that applicable for what we're doing? So all week long, you can put this in a little little vase on your, your kitchen window, and every time you look at it, you can remember that God sent his, in this is love, that God sent his son to be the mercy seat for my sins. When the devil accuses you, you just tell him, uh-uh, I'm covered. Let's see, raise your hand if you don't have one yet, because they're trying to figure out who doesn't have one yet. Everybody, men and women both. Everybody gets one. It works for everybody. Yes. Did you have something? No? Okay, so I'm going to say it again. I know I've said it many times, but you'll have it memorized before before long. I'm glad for that. In this is love... That God sent his son to be the mercy seat for my sins. And then you can take that little, that little ribbon and tie it onto your rose, thanks to my mom. She always makes things a lot prettier than I do. Nice. I see several of you getting it fixed up. First John 4.10. You guys getting it memorized? Who can say it? Anybody? In this is love that God sent his son 
to be the mercy seat for our sins. You guys are about ready to pass the class. Just a few more, it looks like. So let's say it together again. In this is that God sent his to be the for our sins. This is pretty cool. You guys were memorizing this verse. It's going to stick in your head. So does anybody not have one? Look around. If you see somebody who's too shy, raise your hand for them, okay? Everybody get one? Okay, praise team. We're ready to have our closing song. Everybody has one? Okay, Julie didn't get one. You ladies, there's plenty for you too. You ladies, this is your souvenir for all your hard work. (laughs) All right, thank you so much, ladies, for sharing. I appreciate it. And were you guys blessed by that? Amen. Okay. the captain, good news for the shame, there's good news for the one who walked away, there's good news for the valley, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come to take and save, he's our rescuer, he's our rescuer. From sin forevermore. Oh, how sweet the sound! Oh, how grace abounds! We will praise the Lord, our rescuer. for the blind man, riches for the poor. He is friendship for the one the world For the weary, the rest for those who strive. For the good Lord is the way, the truth, and life. Yes, the good Lord is the way, the truth, and life. He's our rescuer. He's our rescuer. We are free from sin forevermore. Less, come and be fearless. Come to the
Dear Jesus, thank you so much that we have the knowledge that you are our rescuer. Thank you that you died to save us and that someday you want to take us home to heaven with you. Please send Satan away when he gives us doubts. Give us the courage to remember always how much you love us. In your name, amen. I was blind, now I'm seeing in color. I was dead, now I'm living forever. I had failed, but you were my redeemer. I've been blessed beyond all measure. I was lost, now I'm found by the Father. I've been changed. Just a quick Sorry to interrupt, just a quick announcement. We have fellowship lunch today, surprise. Actually, we didn't know that, but uh, there are there is food for those who, who are going to be staying. You're all welcome.
I stand accused by my regrets And the devil roars his empty threats I will preach the gospel to myself That I am not a man condemned For Jesus Christ is my defense My sin is nailed to the cross My soul is healed by the scars 